Today is March 23rd. Welcome to Loving the Word. I'm Reggie. It is awesome to be here with you today. Hope you're having a good day so far. We are in the Common English Bible this week, and we are in Leviticus chapter 9, verse 7, to chapter 10, verse 20. Moses said to Aaron, Come up to the altar and perform your purification offering and your entirely burned offering, making reconciliation for yourself and the people. Then perform the people's offering in order to make reconciliation for them, just as the Lord commanded. Aaron went to the altar and slaughtered the young bull for his purification offering. Then Aaron's sons presented the blood to him, and he dipped his finger into the blood and put it on the altar's horns. He poured the rest of the blood out at the altar's base. He completely burned on the altar the fat, kidneys, and lobe of the liver from the purification offering, just as the Lord commanded Moses. But he burned the flesh and hide with fire outside the camp. Then Aaron slaughtered the entirely burnt offering. Aaron's sons handed him the blood, and he tossed it against all sides of the altar. They handed him the entirely burnt offering in pieces, including the head, and he completely burned them on the altar. Then he washed the insides and lower legs and completely burned them on the altar, along with the rest of the entirely burnt offering. Next, Aaron presented the people's offering. He took the male goat for the people's purification offering, slaughtered it, and offered it as a purification offering, like the first purification offering. He presented the entirely burnt offering and did it with according to the regulation. Then he presented the grain offering, took a handful from it, and completely burned it on the altar. In addition to the morning's entirely burnt offering, Aaron then slaughtered the ox and the ram, the people's communal sacrifice of well-being. Aaron's sons handed him the blood, which he tossed against all sides of the altar, and the fat pieces of the ox and ram, the fat tail, the covering fat, the kidneys, and the lobe of the liver. They placed these fat pieces on the animal's breasts, and Aaron completely burned them on the altar. But Aaron lifted up the breast and the right thigh as an uplifting offering before the Lord, just as Moses had commanded. Aaron then raised his hands toward the people and blessed them. After performing the purification offering, the entirely burned offering, and the well-being sacrifice, he came down. Moses and Aaron then entered the meeting tent. When they came out, they blessed the people and the Lord's glorious presence appeared to all the people. Fire flew out from before the Lord and devoured the entirely burned offering and the fat pieces on the altar. All the people saw it. They shouted for joy and fell face down. Now Nadab and Abihu, two of Aaron's sons, each took an incense pan. They put fire and incense on them and offered unauthorized fire before the Lord. 
which he had not commanded them. Then fire flew out from before the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. Moses said to Aaron, When the Lord said, I will show that I am holy among those near me, and before all the people I will manifest my glorious presence, this is what he meant. But Aaron was silent. Then Moses called Mishael and Elzaphan, the sons of Uziel, Aaron's uncle, and told them, Go carry your relatives out from the front of the sanctuary to a place outside the camp. So they went forward and carried Nadab and Abihu out by their tunics to a place outside the camp, just as Moses had ordered. Moses then said to Aaron and his sons, Eleazar and Ithamar, Don't dishevel your hair, and don't rip your clothes into pieces, or you will die and bring anger upon the whole community. Your family, all of Israel's house, will mourn the burning the Lord has done. But you must not leave the meeting tent, or you will die, because the Lord's anointing oil is on you. So they did what Moses ordered. The Lord said to Aaron, Both you and your sons must not drink wine or beer when you enter the meeting tent so that you don't die. This is a permanent rule throughout your future generations so that you can distinguish between the holy and the common and between the unclean and the clean and so that you can teach the Israelites all the rules that the Lord spoke to them through Moses. Moses then told Aaron and his remaining sons, Eleazar and Ithamar, Take the grain offering that is left over from the Lord's food gifts and eat it unleavened next to the altar, because it is most holy. You must eat it in a holy place, because it is your portion and your son's portion from the Lord's food gifts, as I have commanded You must eat the breast for the uplifted offering and the thigh for the gift offering in a clean place, both you and your sons and daughters. These things are designated as your portion and your children's portion from the Israelites' communal sacrifices of well-being. The Israelites must bring the thigh for the gift and the breast for the uplifted offering along with the food gifts of the fat pieces to be uplifted as an uplifted offering before the Lord. These will belong to both you and your children as a permanent portion, just as the Lord has commanded. Then Moses asked about the male goat for the purification offering and discovered that it had been already been burned. He was angry with Eleazar and Ethamar, Aaron's remaining sons, and asked, Why didn't you eat the purification offering in the holy area? It's most holy, and it was assigned to you for, be- for bearing the community's punishment by making reconciliation for them before the Lord. Since its blood wasn't brought into the sanctuary's inter- interior, you were to have eaten it in the sanctuary, just as I was commanded. Look, Aaron said to Moses, today they offered their purification offerings and their entirely burnt offerings before the Lord. But these things still happen to me. Would the Lord have approved if I had eaten a purification offering today? 
When Moses heard that, he approved. Mark chapter 4 verse 26 to chapter 5 verse 20. Then Jesus said, This is what God's kingdom is like. It's as though someone scatters seed on the ground, then sleeps and wakes night and day. The seed sprouts and grows, but the farmer doesn't know how. The earth produces crops all by itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the full head of grain. Whenever the crop is ready, the farmer goes out to cut the grain because it's harvest time. He continued, What's a good image for God's kingdom? What parable can I use to explain it? Consider a mustard seed. When scattered on the ground, it's the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. But when it's planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all vegetable plants. It produces such large branches that the birds in the sky are able to nest in its shade. With many such parables, he continued to give them the word, as much as they were able to hear. He spoke to them only in parables, then explained everything to his disciples when he was alone with them. Later that day, when evening came, Jesus said to them, Let's cross over to the other side of the lake. They left the crowd and took him in the boat just as he was. Other boats followed along. Gale force winds arose, and waves crashed against the boat so that the boat was swamped. But Jesus was in the rear of the boat, sleeping on a pillow. They woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care that we're drowning? He got up and gave orders to the wind, and he said to the lake, Silence! Be still! The wind settled down, and there was a great calm. Jesus asked them, Why are you frightened? Don't you have faith yet? Overcome with awe, they said to each other, Who then is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. Jesus and his disciples came to the other side of the lake, to the region of the Gerasenes. As soon as Jesus got out of the boat, a man possessed by an evil spirit came out of the tombs. This man lived among the tombs, and no one was ever strong enough to restrain him, even with a chain. He had been secured many times with leg irons and chains, but he broke the chains and smashed the leg irons. No one was tough enough to control him. Night and day in the tombs and the hills, he would howl and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from far away, he ran and knelt before him, shouting, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? Swear to God that you won't torture me. He said this because Jesus had already commanded him, Unclean spirit, come out of the man. Jesus asked him, What is your name? He responded, Legion is my name, because we are many. They pleaded with Jesus not to send them out of the region. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the hillside. Send us into the pigs, they begged. Let us go into the pigs. 
Jesus gave them permission. So the unclean spirits left the man and went into the pigs. Then the herd of about 2,000 pigs rushed down the cliff into the lake and drowned. Those who tended the pigs ran away and told the story in the city and in the countryside. People came to see what had happened. They came to Jesus and saw the man who used to be demon-possessed. They saw the very man who had been filled with many demons sitting there fully dressed and completely sane, and they were filled with awe. Those who had actually seen what had happened to the demon-possessed man told the others about the pigs. Then they pleaded with Jesus to leave their region. While he was climbing into the boat, the one who had been demon-possessed pleaded with Jesus to let him come along as one of his disciples. But Jesus wouldn't allow it. Go home to your own people, Jesus said, and tell them what the Lord has done for you and how he has shown you mercy. The man went away and began to proclaim in the ten cities all that Jesus had done for him, and everyone was amazed. Psalm chapter 37 verses 30 through 40 The mouths of the righteous recite wisdom. Their tongues discuss justice. The instruction of their God is in their hearts. They don't miss a step. The wicked, on the other hand, target the righteous, seeking to kill them. But the Lord won't leave the righteous to the power of the wicked, and won't let the righteous be found guilty when they are judged. Hope in the Lord and keep his way. He will lift you up so you can possess the land. When the wicked are eliminated, you will see it for yourself. I myself have seen wicked, powerful people exalting themselves like a stately cedar. But when came back, they were gone. I looked all over for them, but they couldn't be found. Observe those who have integrity and watch those whose heart is right because the future belongs to persons of peace but wrongdoers will be destroyed altogether. The future of the wicked will be cut short. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their refuge in times of trouble. The Lord will help the mend rescue them, rescue them from the wicked, and he will save them because they have taken refuge in him. Proverbs chapter 10, verses 6 and 7. Blessings cover the head of the righteous, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. The memory of the righteous is a blessing, but the name of the wicked rots. This concludes our reading for today. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this new day. Thank you for all your blessings. God, we praise you and we thank you for your love, for your mercy, for your grace, for your kindness, 
your goodness, your gentleness, and your self-control. Thank you, God, that you don't expect anything more out of us that you don't already exhibit within yourself, God. That when you ask us to be holy, you are not asking us out of a place of of sin or not knowing what it's like to be holy, God. But you are holy. That is who you are. You are love. It is who you are. So when you ask us to love others, it is just your nature, God. Help it to be our nature. Help it to be our default, God, to love, to care, to guide, to hold, to, to stretch out our hand to help. Help us to exhibit the same behaviors of Jesus when he was on the earth, his compassion for the lost, his wisdom, his gentleness. Father, we thank you for this new day. Help us, God, to love you and to love others today in practical ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you once again for joining me today. It is a joy, honor, and a privilege to spend this time with you each and every day. And I encourage you to subscribe to this podcast, share it with a friend, and I also wanted to thank you all for your prayers for me as I was uh, on vacation this last week. We journeyed through the the southeast kind of of, of uh, the states here, so we had a good time. Me and my family went down to Florida. We drove a little subcompact SUV with three little ones in the back car, back seat of the car, and made for some good memories so hope you guys had a good spring break last week and uh yeah so that about wraps it up for today and i will be waiting for you here tomorrow